I saw, um, I saw the pepperoni on the trail and I was like, there's a pepperoni on the trail. And then I was like, Oh, there's more pepperonis. And I was like, Oh my gosh, there are pepperonis everywhere. And I looked up to like, you know, like say something to my pacer and like the leaves were all pepperonis and there's just like pepperonis everywhere. Um, and then, oh, yeah. I don't know. I saw a car driving down the trail. You're listening to the Run the Riot podcast, where we talk about all things ultra running. I'm your host, David Terrio, and man, I'm pumped that you are here. Let's see what we can get into today. Hey there, my friends. Welcome to this week's episode of the Run the Riot podcast. And this week, we'll be catching up with Justin Walker. Uh, Justin Walker is a personal friend and a friend of the podcast. And guy's just always doing cool stuff. And it was time for us to catch up. Uh, I got to see him. Uh, he's co-director at the Pumpkin Holler 100. And we got to visit a little bit, but things were busy for him. And I was crewing and stuff. So uh, so we figured we'd just visit and uh, record it on the podcast. So we get to talk about all kind of cool stuff. If you remember back in episode 50, we talk about man all kinds of things about uh how he uh he was a storm chaser before and his uh trans oki fkt he ran across oklahoma got the fastest known time uh if you haven't checked out episode 54 man check that out we we talk about all those things and we get into some really good life conversations um also uh today we end up talking about his uh his attempt at the ozark highlands trail fkt uh we talk about co-directing pumpkin holler we talk about his move to select Lida, Colorado, from the plains to the mountains. His return to coaching, and uh, we spent some time on the Barkley Fall Classic. And uh, man, Justin wants to get into the Barkley. Man, I'm pretty excited to. Uh, I hope we can get in. Man, it'd be so fun to watch him do it. But anyway, right before we get started. Um, Listen, I know you guys are getting ready to race. You're planning your calendar for 2020, what was that, 2022 already. Golly, man, time flies. You know, we're right there. Uh, for 2022, and so I want you to check out, um, you know, while you're planning, um, even if these aren't goal races, um, when, when you're planning races for training, and uh, or if you need some goal races, I want you to check these uh, a race series and a race out. I want you to check out the full moon, 25K, 50K, and 50 mile. Uh, you go to fullmoon50k.com, and that is in Perryville, Arkansas. Listen, great race. Uh, it's They're run at night. They're Saturday, July 16th and 17th. Um, man, proceeds from the race, as well as all donations, will go to the Arkansas Ultra Running Cross Country Fund and the Logan Wilcoxon Memorial Fund. Uh, man, both of these are great. The Arkansas Ultra running cross country fund helps high school cross country teams get equipment and all the things that they need uh, in areas where there are low income students and the Logan Wilcoxon Memorial Fund um Helps the Arkansas chapter of the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. I mean, both great things. Uh, it's a fun race, man. It's a blast. Uh, Jen and I will be there. Um, so sign up for that race. The full moon, 25K, 50K are now we've got the 50 mile. And I also want you to check out the Outlaw Race Series. You go to www.outlaw100.com. Man, so many races, so much fun. I've already, I'm signed up for, man, um, I think three, four of these uh, for next year. And uh, some of them I'm just you know, going to be there to race. Some of them I'll be there for training. Some of them I'll be there just to hang out and maybe run a little bit. But um, man, the Flat Rock Triple Crown, there's one coming up in, the, in December, or actually January 1st. Um, and uh, so check out the Flat Rock uh, Race Series, um, the Lake McMurtry Run in Stillwater in April. I'll be there for that. It's going to be a blast. They've added a new one. 
run at Greater Roadrunner. It's the Greater Roadrunner Trail Run at Roman Nose uh, State Park in Watonga, Oklahoma. If you don't know where Watonga is, I can't even say it. Uh, it's a little bit northwest of uh, Oklahoma City. There's a four mile, a six mile, and a 12 mile, and you get to check out that state park. There's also the Flower Moon in Paul Huska in May. I'll be there. The Dark and Dirty in Wilburton in July. Uh, Thunderbird in Norman. We just had that one, but you could sign up for next year. And uh, the Outlaw 100, the flagship race in February, where there's a 135-miler, 100-miler, and all the way down to a 5K. Man, great runs, put on my great people, and uh, just a great atmosphere, man. People hanging out, loving the trails, loving each other. It's good, man. So check out the Outlaw Race Series, www.outlaw100.com. And we're also brought to you by Exoskin. Man, great products. Uh, Exotoes, I can't say enough about them. They keep my feet happy during runs. Um, man, and their shorts are great. Uh, they keep you from chafing, and they don't smell. I always say that. They don't they hardly smell, man. I wear the shorts for 100 miles, they don't smell. All the stuff's made in the USA. Uh, uh, they have regular socks, too. They have calf sleeves, arm sleeves, shorts, tight shirts, uh, underwear liners. Uh, man, just check it out. Go to www.exoskin.us. And if you use the code RUNTHERIOT, R-U-N-T-H-E-R-I-O-T, you get a discount. And everything that they sell has a 30-day money-back guarantee. And lastly, I need you guys to check out Runner's World Tulsa. If you're in the Tulsa area, man, stop by their store. You know you like going in and just checking things out and seeing what's out and you end up buying stuff. <laughs> it's really cool. Um, man, uh, experienced uh, people, they know what they're doing. There's got so many ultras and races uh, between everybody that works there. Uh, man, Kathy and Barbara know their stuff and they'll be able to help you with what you need, help you get the right shoes, help you get the right pack, the right nutrition. Um, and uh, man, they'll just they're, they're just great great people. So uh, if, you, if you're not in the Tulsa area, uh, you can go to www.runnersworldtulsa.com and check it out. But if uh, if you're just passing through, you know, just make it a plan to stop at the store and see what's going on. See what you need. Buy some stuff. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's it, man. Hey, so uh, enjoy the conversation I have with my friend, Justin Walker. Well, Justin, what's happening, man? Man, not a lot. Just uh, loving life in uh, Colorado now. <laughs> yeah, man. So, um, so we, we, I mean, we 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 visited a little bit at Pumpkin Holler, but uh, we hadn't really had a chance to chat since you uh, since you made the big move. So, man, how? I mean, tell me tell me about Salida, man. What's how's it going, dude? Salida is like a freaking trail runner's like dream. Like, and I, I don't understand why there's not more like elite athletes that live here. Cause it's, we're 7,000 feet elevation. Okay. Um, the trails, like there's two like big trail systems, one on the, like the East side of town, mm-hmm. which is right on the Arkansas river. Um, and then just South of town, there's the Methodist mountain trails. Um, and then of course, just West of here and Northwest of here is like the collegiate peaks. So con- the continental Divide, the Colorado trail. So it's like, and we only get like 45 inches of snow a year. Um, so not a lot of snow for a town at 7,000 feet in the mountains. Um, yeah. What so, are the peaks like there? I mean, how high, how high, you know, the, the mountain ranges and so. Yeah. So like east of town, they get up to like 
10 uh, ish thousand feet. Okay. Um, then on the South side, the closest, um, kind of bigger peak is 11, six, which is Methodist mountain. Okay. So that's like the North side of the Sangre de Cristos. Um, and then the West side is the collegiate peak. So there's a bunch of 14 ers Um, so like Antero, Tabuash, um, Princeton, Yale, like all those are super yeah. close. Um, okay. You know, within, within an hour, some of them are only like 25 minutes away. So it's freaking like an awesome location. <laughs> Dude, that's great. So, uh, how close are, I mean, do you live to, to a lot of the trail systems? I mean, shard drive um, or can you, can you, get yes. Your door? Yeah. So from, from my door, um, it's 1.3 miles to the trails east of town. And then it's only th- uh, three quarters of a mile to the trails, like South of town. Dude, um, that's, so, that's a, just a warm up. you know? Dude, I know. And especially getting older, like I enjoy, and it's kind of downhill both ways, um, where where I live to the trails. So like, it's a nice little, uh, warm up on the body before, uh, before I get into the the mountains and hills. Nice, man. Nice. That's, that's pretty awesome. I'm, I'm, I've been through Salida a couple of times, but mm-hmm. I didn't realize, uh, and I looked at, I looked at the map before cause, uh, Jen, Jen's lived in Colorado and I think I told mm-hmm. her Salina at first and that's not the same. It's not <laughs> no, the same. so many, so She's many like, people. Why would you move there? I was like, no, no, no. Salida. <laughs> yeah. 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 That, that is uh, commonly, uh, Especially when when I tell people like back home in Oklahoma and Kansas and stuff, like they're like Salina, I'm like no 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 no, Salida. Yeah. So yeah. they're like oh, I've never heard of it. I'm like yeah, a lot of people drive through. You know, like fifty is like a a main like east west highway. You know, yeah. so a lot of people kind of pass on the edge of town, but like the real town is like off the highway. So okay, well, uh, what what made you? choose to, uh, to, to move there. What was the, the call, man? You know, I've, I've kind of come in and out of like Salida and the collegiate peaks and level Buena Vista, you know, kind of all the little towns around here. Um, but you know, honestly, one of my buddies in, in Wichita was like, he, he told me like maybe a couple years ago, he was like, yeah, Salida is like my second choice. If, if I ever move, you know, to, to, uh, out of Kansas and, and then I remember, like, I, I had some friends that live here. Um, so this summer, like, I've I visited them just to see, you know, like, I, I was kind of coming up here looking for jobs. Um, and they were like, actually, we really need help. And so it just was like, oh. And then the other kind of funny thing was, you know, like, Tulsa is home, you know, like, that's yeah. where I grew up. It's on the Arkansas River. Yeah. Uh, my last three years, I lived in Wichita, Kansas which is on the Arkansas river. So upstream from Tulsa. Yeah. And now Salida is like the headwaters um, of the Arkansas river. So I still live on the Arkansas <laughs> river, but I just moved slightly upstream. <laughs> that's pretty cool. Some continuity there, you know? Yeah. 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 So that's what like kind of felt right about it. And my nieces and nephews came up and we went camping this summer before I moved here early, like May. And we, we kind of visited town and remember my niece, um, Janessa, like looked at me and she was like, she was just, and she goes, I feel like you could live here. And I like looked at her and I was like, I think I will live here. <laughs> so, yeah, kind of a lot of things kind of lined up and, you know, job and got a roommate. that's uh, he's a hiker, you know? So, yeah. um, and also runs and cycles, just a really cool dude. And, um, yeah, so just life, life is really easy. I, I, I love it here. Nice. Nice. So, so you, you're working and, uh, and you started coach, coaching again. So that's, I, that was cool. I was glad to see that, man. Yeah. Yeah. I, I kind of needed to take a break, you know, like just to kind of figure out my next, you know, life steps as, um, before I was moving out here to Colorado and COVID, like, yeah, yeah. as you know, kind of makes yeah. it hard on coaching. Like at first, like everyone was like, tell me what to do. And then when there's no races, they were just like, yeah, never mind. <laughs> so it's kind yeah. of a natural break. 
you know, from, from coaching for myself, uh, cause I've been coaching for, you know, six or seven years, I guess, like yeah. formally. Um, so it was, it was a good little break I had, you know, like maybe six months to a year where I had, you know, had one coach, one client or, or zero clients. Um, but yeah, now I'm in the mountains. I, I work four days a week, um, nice. and they're super flexible. So I just work Monday through Thursday. And so I got time for coaching. So I've been doing that again, which, which I love to coach. And I, I know you do too. And yeah, just, just giving back to people in the community. So yeah, it's just, it, it, it's, it's pretty fulfilling to just to help people achieve their goals. And yeah, it's, it's fun. It, 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 you can get in the weeds, but it's fun. <laughs> it can. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that's, uh, that's why I needed a break. It just, you know, I, I, needed to recharge the system, you know, myself, you know, my yeah. own internal batteries. And after moving out here, I knew right away, I was like, okay, my internal batteries get charged every day. I walk out the door so oh, um, I can start, I can start giving back. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm pretty jealous. I need, I, we need to, um, yeah, we, we have some, we do have some land in Colorado, but we're going to have to get in a different area. We have near, oh. uh, near Como, but uh, there's, oh, like, yeah, yeah. there's some restrictions and stuff on it. So I want something where something kind of, off the grid, you know, where I can go yeah. camping and stuff like that. So we're, we're kind of looking at selling that. And, and, uh, I don't know, I need to check out that area. I know, you know, um, yeah, there's a lot of good areas, but, but kind of hidden gems, you know? Yeah. yeah. That's what I kind of feel like, you know, Salida is, um, it's kind of a hidden gem for, I mean, there's so many, you know, I think what makes good, like running communities are big cycling communities and they're, you know, like Northwest Arkansas has a yeah. huge cycling community and that Salida has that, you know, and, and, uh, you know, BV, like they have big cycling communities. So like, there's always great trail networks and that like makes a good running town, you know, like, yeah. like this. So sweet. Are there, are there uh, many races uh, right in Sal Salida? <laughs> no, there aren't. So of course, you know, myself, <laughs> Doing that was my next question. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there's not a lot. There's, there's a, um, there's some like a little bit north of here, um, near near um, Buena Vista, uh, but there's not really a whole lot. There's like no ultras in huh. Salida proper. So yeah. yeah, I'm already I've eyeballing. I'm kind of playing with some courses, um, thinking thinking about next year. It's kind of soon, you know, being it's you know November, but yeah, um, you know, sometime maybe in the summer, but. I already have some ideas for like some fun, like, you know, kind of free race type things for people just to yeah. for community, you know? Yeah. Give me a heads up, man. Let me know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> High Lonesome is probably the closest 100 that's, that's here. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah, I'm thinking about putting my name in for that one this year, see if I can get in. Oh yeah. We'll yeah. see what happens. <laughs> me too. I, I did Hard Rock and High Lonesome are my two kind of mountain ones I'm trying to get into still. Still. So, yeah. Still. A yeah, lot of, a lot yeah. of people get still. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> Might be yeah, five exactly. years. We'll, we'll, we'll do another interview yeah. still. <laughs> yeah. You're right. Yeah, exactly. Oh man. Well, um, so we got to visit, uh, you came out and did, uh, did, Pumpkin Holler, you're one of the co-race directors out there. And, uh, man, I, I just, uh, you, you usually, uh, I don't know. I just give you kudos. Cause you're at the start finish, like the whole time, <laughs> you know, <it's> like, <laughs> yeah. but you're always, you know, positive man. And, uh, you know, smiling, encouraging people. And, um, anyway, I just, I just got to give a shout out to pumpkin holler, but I, I love the race. I love the people. And, um, I don't know. I think people should do it. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I do love the race too. It's, you know, I think it's the oldest, at least 100 in Oklahoma, if not ultra, I, I, I can't remember what they, they, what they say about it, but, yeah. um, but yeah, I just, I, I, I love the community there. Um, 
and yeah, kind of my job being is I haven't lived, you know, in Oklahoma proper for a number of years, you know, I, I can't do a lot of the prep before the race. So like, you know, my, my job is, you know, Friday, Friday night through Sunday night, like I am at the start finish, you know? So like it, it is, it's a lot, you know, it's a lot yeah. of emotional giving, you know? Yeah. Um, cause you have to be excited for every person cause it could be their first ultra. It could be their first trail race, you know, like, you know, gravel road race, like, you know, and then we have the cyclists on Sunday. So it's like a, it's just a, it's a really awesome, you know, way for me to, to just give back to the community. And yeah, it's, I sacrifice, you know, sleep and energy for 48 hours, but I love it, dude. I, I just love, love giving back. Yeah. I, it, it was kind of, it was nice being there this year, helping just crew and, and uh, you know, and just be, just, just be there and not running. <laughs> it's kind of, yeah. Not, not racing Dave box. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'll, I'll let him have it this year. Let him have it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he yeah. won it. He won it. <laughs> yeah. Well, he might've got him this year. Cause he did that hundred, like two weeks before. So he yeah, was running yeah. on some heavy legs. <laughs> yeah. He still did well though. He did 17 oh, something, man. Yeah. He crushed it. Yeah. yeah. But uh, no, no, but it, no, it, it, it's good. Uh, and I just, I tell people, I, I, some people disagree, but I think it's a great first hundred because uh, of the distance of the the aid stations and all. There are mm-hmm. some, you know, some hills and, you know, I don't know, quote unquote climbs. But, you know, it's, yeah. it's um, you know, like any ultra, you you power hike those things and, and, and yeah. run, you know. So, yeah, they're, they're sneaky hills, you know, like you yeah. just don't you don't expect it. And especially, you know, if it's your first 50K or, you know, first 100K, like you know, some of those loops, you know, later there's some of those hills later in the, in the, the loops, just like you forget how big they are, yeah, especially yeah. if you're doing it two or three loops, you know, for the hundred K or the hundred miles. So, yeah, but it is, I, I agree. It's a great first, first ultra because of the community that's mm-hmm. involved, you know, it's, it's softer surface, it's gravel road, um, you know, so it's not like concrete or pavement. Um, and it's not single track technical trail. So you don't have to necessarily train, you know, on, you know, at Turkey mountain, if you're in Tulsa or on trails, if you're anywhere else. So, um, it's, it's a good, yeah, it's a good event. Yeah. You're going to, uh, now that you're living a little bit further, you still plan on, you know, still being a part of it is for the years to come. I do. I, as long good, as they'll good. still, as long as they'll still have me, you know, I'll, I'll still come back. I mean, you know, like Tulsa's home and it's, yeah. you know, an hour and something away from Tulsa. So it's like our big kind of community ultra for, you know, my, my home area, hometown. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, I will always feel a part of the community, whether I'm, yeah. you know, officially a, a race director or if I'm just coming back to, for fun, but yeah, maybe someday if I'm not, you know, directing and I can actually race it again. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> That'd be fun. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, maybe we'll get to race, man. We'll, we'll there you go. We'll yeah. It'll be fun. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, um, so the last time, uh, cause I think it's, it's just, just a little over a year that we, um, it's been, it's been a little while since we, oh, more than that, since we did uh, the last mm-hmm. podcast, but, uh, last time we got to talk about your, your Transoki FKT. And I want to encourage mm-hmm. everybody to go back and listen to that. That was a huge feat. And, uh, just talking about all that you learned, uh, during it. Well, since then you've, uh, you have another FKT attempt for the Ozark Highlands trail. And, um, I, I was just going back and looking at your post from it and, uh, um, about hallucinations and stuff and uh, you haven't had yeah. that. So, so anyway, we, we, we haven't really got to chat about it. So I just, I've kind of gleaned a little bit what I, what, you know, what I've read and talked to some of your buddies, uh, about some of the stories you've had out there about Jeez. them freezing, crossing, freezing water and everything else while you're delirious. But 
tell me a little bit about uh, the trail. I don't even remember how long it is mm-hmm. and, and what the attempt was about. Um, yeah, so the, the trail is, you know, kind of North central, um, Arkansas. So like Buffalo river area, um, if, if people are familiar with that area, but, um, it's a West to East trail. It starts like, um, just South of, oh, I guess it's well, North of Fort Smith, South of, um, you know, Bentonville, Fayetteville area. Um, and it just goes 165 miles East. Um, it's very hilly. There's lots of Creek crossings. Um, it's, it's pretty rocky, you know, for a lot of things out there. Yeah. Um, maybe not quite as rocky as like the Washita trail, you know, a little further South, but, um, yeah, so it's a, it's a, I I think it has like 25,000 feet of gain, you know? So, um, you know, it's, there's no giant climbs. I mean, like maybe, uh, 2000 foot was like the max. And that was like probably double almost everything else. Just a lot of rolling, rolling Hills, but, um, yeah, fairly technical. What was the, uh, what was the goal? Well, the goal, I mean, uh, of course, you know, so I ran it with a buddy, Trace, um, Trace Evener, um, you know, so we decided to do it together. So, um, we kind of talked about doing like, um, unsupported, but doing it with another person that automatically makes it self-supported. Gotcha. Um, so then we're like, well, we might as well do it supported. So the, the goal was just to beat the FKT. And I mean, like yeah. we kind of did a bunch of math and it was like, you know, it, it's a pretty stout FKT, you know, like I, we definitely had to have a good day to, to do it. But, um, yeah, I think just the, the cards were like stacked against us to start. I mean, it, um, it started raining, um, on, so we started in the afternoon, um, because just life things we couldn't get, we, we didn't leave Tulsa until like morning. Um, so by the time we got out there and got everything set up, it was like afternoon, um, which, you know, sounded good. Cause the first night we wouldn't be sleepy, but it put us at nighttime in the most dangerous spot, which is where the water crossing was. So okay. we'll get to that in a minute, but, <laughs> but anyways, so it started raining like, you know, night number one, night, night one, like, um, you know, and so then it just, everything is slippery. So you got to slow down yeah. and then, you know, you've run at night with the headlamp on, like just all the little water droplets, like flashing across your headlamp beam, you know, and the headlamp I had, I had, it was like, I don't know, it had the battery pack separate. So it's really bright one. Yeah. So it's kind of hard to like, just hold it, you know? So I just left it on my head and just dealt with it and slowed down. And, um, yeah, so so anyways, it just, it, it started off kind of not, not on a good note, you know, with, with the rain. And, um, I think my first big bonk was at like 30 at mile oh, 30. Yeah. That's <laughs> so right. It's going to be really, long. <laughs> like, yeah. Our first like big, like, you know, spot where we saw our, our, our crew, um, I think it was just Matt at the time, Matt Markle. Um, I had to spend like 40 minutes to warm up and just like reset like oh, that man. early on. I had a big, you know, kind of hiccup with, with running, but yeah. 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 And, and I, I guess, I don't know, you put the planning into it. You, 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 you set the goal, you could put it in motion. So you'd like, I don't know. Yeah. You, you almost could like, it's raining. We should just call it, but then I don't know. It's a cool story if you push through. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and this is like, you, you know, and I, and I know like, or anyone that's done ultras, like, you know, you have lows and sometimes yeah. they're super low, you know? Yeah. And, and I had a pretty super low moment early on, but I, I know better not to think about 
how far I have to go. It was just like, okay, problem solved, you know? Yeah. Well, I haven't, I was actually having trouble eating like that early in the race, which wow. I never do or attempt. Um, so it's just problem solved, you know, like Matt had some, like, I think I had some soup, just like put some few calories in and then it kind of started the stomach got a little bit better. And, um, you know, eventually we got out of there and, and, and kept moving, but, um, yeah. So, I mean, things, things went pretty well, I would say for the first, yeah, for the first night, like we were, we were close to like, we ran a little fast to start, you know, and then we slowed down at night and then the rain kind of slowed us down, but we were still on our kind of pace, you know, to, to, to beat the FKT. And, um, then, you know, the, the whole day went by. And then as we were going into the night, um, night number two, we picked up our first, um, pacer, um, was there, we might've had two pacers to start. I can't, I can't really remember, but, um, yeah, so I guess it rained a little bit and I had done, so the area that was kind of the, the crux of the whole FKT is the, um, the hurricane Creek wilderness area. Okay. So it's about 20 miles where there's no trails, no roads, crossings, no nothing. And you're, you have a big significant drop down into the wilderness area. Um, and it was designated a wilderness area after the trail, you know, so the trail still existed, but they don't do real maintenance on the trail. So okay. it was super hard to follow. Yeah. Um, and like I said, I had scouted out, I had done a fast pack through there and then back. So I'd been on it twice. Um, so I'd done the water crossing twice. There's two, two major water crossings. Um, and, um, but on the, the night that of the FKT and night number two, um, you know, we got down there and, and my buddy Trace was just ha having a little more stomach issues and hadn't been able to eat. So we were moving pretty slow. Um, and, but we, our plan was to stick together. You know, we were doing this together. Um, yeah. so there's never any, you know, thing like, Oh, we're going to leave each other and one of us will finish. You know, it was like, right. you know, we're, 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 we're together. And so we got to the first water crossing and, you know, and granted this had been, you know, 30 some hours, 30 plus hours that I'd been up moving the whole time. So we were in the low one hundreds, like maybe one, one Oh five or something. One, one Oh eight. I can't remember what the first water crossing is the first major water crossing. There were lots of water crossings, yeah. but when, when we got to the, the crossing, like, you know, it was dark and it was, not quite raining, but like misty and everything was dripping out of the trees. I mean, it was just cold the whole time, like thirties, yeah. you know, and this yeah. was, when did we do it? Late February. Okay. Um, which yeah. was normally a good time to, to, to run out there, but it was just kind of crappy weather, but we got to the crossing and I was like, I don't see the rocks that mm. I hopped across on and yeah. it was moving quick so that we had two pacers at the time. And they were both unfamiliar with, they hadn't been on the, been on that crossing. And I was like, well, here's where I crossed the first time. And then I went upstream a little bit and I crossed here the second time. And they were like, they're like, Jaywalk, like the, we can't cross here. And I was like, okay. I was like, guys, I was like, I put my full trust in you. Find us a crossing. So they walked upstream maybe 20 minutes. So me and Trace just sat on a rock and we're like kind of in and out of like almost falling asleep, you know, but like yeah. it was cold. And um, then they came back and they were like, oh, no, it's no go. We're, we're going to go, we're going to go south a little bit. So they went south down, down the river, west, down the river, whatever direction it was. But they went the other way downstream and no crossing. So they came back and they were like, 
we're going to have to do it here, you know? <laughs> um, and there is, you know, in, in retrospect, there is a high water crossing that we could have hiked back up to, but it would have been like six miles up, you know, like 2000 feet of gain yeah, and then around, and then you drop back down into it Oh man, um, yeah. to only come back up, you know? So like, I don't know, I guess my brain just wasn't thinking that would have been the smart thing to do, but <laughs> you know, we, the, the Pacers decided, you know, like, Hey, we're going to, we're going to do it. So they, they like stood in the water and tried to like, I remember one stupid, like funny story was they're like, okay, do walk. Like there's the rock. It's only like 12 inches below the water. Just put your foot down on the rock, you know? And so like, they have like, I'm like holding their hand, reaching across. And I remember like my foot aiming towards the rock, but as soon as it hit the water and now it totally makes sense, it goes downstream and I kept missing the rock, but I could not figure out like, okay, I'm trying and whoop, I miss. Okay. I'm trying. Whoop, I miss like, I don't know how many times I did that. And bless like my pacer's heart. Like they were like, put your foot further upstream. And finally I got it. That's funny. Um, but long, long story short, um, we both end up taking a dip and getting pretty wet. You know, yeah. like we were, we were in ponchos at ponches at the time, you know, like, so we, we, we were, you know, kind of dry, but when we went into the water, like we yeah. got really wet and just got yeah. super cold. And I, I ultimately like, that's what did trace in. So when we saw the crew again, like, like seven hours later or something like that, that's when trace decided that he was done. Um, and at that point we had fallen behind, but I was still pretty motivated. So like, I like took off, you know, and tried to make up time. I think I was like maybe, uh, two hours behind our splits. And I like put a huge effort in for like, eight miles and then only made up like 10 minutes. And I was like, Oh, I was like, I'm not going to be able to do this. So, um, I, I limped on, I think trace might've punched out at like one, uh, 15 or one twenty, And I ended up making it to like one mid one forties, maybe oh, one fifty. Yeah. So, so close, it, man. It was so as far close. As distance, and, getting it. Yeah. Right. I mean, I had missed the FKT and I was going into night three and I just, I couldn't fathom a staying up and then be like my crew had been out there, you know, and you know how it is to crew. Like they've been out there. I was expecting like, you know, I was like no more than 60 hours, hopefully like 50, you know, low fifties, you know, to set the FKT. And when I hit that kind of 60 hour, I think I went like 63 or 64 hours or something without any real sleep. Um, I just thought, you know, like that's enough. Like, I've tortured them enough. I've tortured <laughs> yeah. me enough. And, yeah. you know, like it wasn't about uh, the completion of the trails for me. It yeah. really was about setting the FKT, yeah. you know? So it's not like I, I reached my time limit and I just, I got like, uh, if you know, James Reeves um, out of Northwest Arkansas. I um, the name, I think. Yeah. So he, he paced me the last, last section that I went and I went from, you know, happy. And we talk about in a second, all my hallucinations to very angry, like very grumpy. And, and for me, that's very unusual. Cause I'm just not that type of person. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and just everything was making me mad. I just kept kicking rocks and I was cussing so much, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. and, and, and he tried to do the, the, the smart pacer thing and be like, you know, okay, we're only three miles away, you know? And then like two hours later, I'd be like, okay, how far are we away? And he's like, Oh, we're about two miles away. And I'm like, 
dude, you can't do that to me right now. You know, how, like I got mad at him, you know? And, uh, and yeah. Uh, anyways. So my, I had tortured my crew and pacer enough pacers enough that, uh, I, I, I was, I was good with the effort, you know, like yeah. I, I, I think I made a, a post about it. It was like, there's not many times in your life, like truly when you give 100%, I mean, I guess if you give hundred percent, you might die or something. Right. Yeah, yeah, but when right, you, yeah, when yeah. you approach that, like yeah. your full limit, you know, yeah. and I, I hit that, you know, yeah. and, and I was happy with, with it, even though I didn't achieve like my, my ultimate goal of, but that's just, you know, that's a number, right? Yeah, I mean, it's just yeah. like your name goes in something and yeah. like, it was a heck of a journey for the crew, you know, for, for the Pacers, for myself, for Trace, like it was just a, a beautiful journey. Like, yeah. yeah. Did, did, uh, do you have a, think you have a desire to go back and give it another, give another whack at it? You know, I, yes and no, you know, like yeah. I, I left it all out there and, you know, there were things that I would do differently this time, you know, yeah. I, this time, next time. Yeah. Um, I certainly learned a lot, but I also love to do things in different areas, you know, like yeah. Yeah. I would love to, I mean, you know, now I live in Colorado, I'm like looking at like, not the Colorado trail. Cause geez, that's like so freaking stout, but, yeah. but maybe, you know, like I, I might consider, you know, doing something like that, but there's also like the rainbow trail, which is mm-hmm. a right at a hundred miles here. Um, which I think I might take a stab at next, next summer sometime, um, depending on my, you know, lottery status yeah. <laughs> um, for the, for the mountain 100s. Nice. Nice. Well, let, let's talk a little bit about that negative headspace. Cause I've, I've, I, 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 I'm the same way. I'm not a negative person. I, and I, and I've gotten there like over this past year in, in certain races. Um, and man, I don't like that, dude. I don't like that headspace. And I, and I'm not like, it makes me, you know, like I question like, okay, is that some, some is that, that's cause we're raw, you know, you're raw. And so there's some stuff coming out there that's there. Maybe, possibly that's that's kind of how i interpret it is like ah man i got i got some work to do on me a little bit you know because i don't you know i know it's tough i know it's hard but i like i like to stay positive you know yeah. so i don't know how, how did you uh i don't know how'd you deal with that you know yeah i, I mean uh, i think a large part of mine was the lack of sleep you know yeah. like i went you know I, I did like james did give me a 15 minute nap and i woke up like a freaking animal. I was like, all right, I'm ready to go. And that lasted a couple hours. And then I was back into that kind of negative headspace. But yeah, yeah, I think, you know, like when you're, when you're opened up and emotional and raw like this, when you're, when all you can kind of do is just focus on moving, you know, like, I think it does, you know, like little things that bother you, you know, or like a little unhappiness you might have in your life or some choices you made, you know, I think those things almost come out you know, kind of like a dream, you know, like your subconscious, like it comes out as a negative emotion and, you know, like I'm climbing a hill in the rain and I'm mad at the hill. Well, that's not the hill's fault. You know, I just <laughs> yeah, exactly. do this. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and when you're in that space, it's so incredibly tough. Like I, I was really having a tough time, like getting myself out of that headspace. And yeah. I mean, it was so much so, and I was so fatigued that I, you know, instead of going another 15 miles and completing the whole trail, I just punched out, you know, like, because I really, I, I had reached sort of, you know, I think my limits, you know? Um, but yeah, normally I don't, I I think it's just a, a, that big effort. I mean, I don't know how it is for you or what you do to, to get out of it. I just, I, at the time 
I didn't have the headspace to try to figure out how to, I just kept being mad, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, when, I, for, uh, this past year for, for Bigfoot, uh, I got where stomach, I wasn't keeping anything down. I ran all night with almost zero calories and for, and I don't know, 20 miles. I was just like, I was kind of the same. I was just mad. Like, this is just, I hate this. It's another freaking hill, you know, just kind of, you know, just, mm-hmm. and, I, and I was like, I am not, you know, when I got into the he's like, I just, this sucks. I just not yeah. having fun. So I don't know. You I, know, I, 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 I wonder if a lot of it is, I mean, I'm sure it is, but a lack of calories, you know, because you're not eating, you know, yeah. I, I was still eating, but just not as much, you know, yeah. like when you're moving so slow and you're cold, it's just like, oh, I don't want to take my hands out of these mittens to yeah. open up a package or whatever. Like I'm sure like, well, cause I, I think your brain is like one of the biggest users of calories. Right. Yeah. And if you're yeah. not putting calories in, you're yeah. not fueling your brain. So like, I mean, that could be the big, you know, takeaway. I'm just, you know, thinking out loud here of like this discussion is like, and yeah. I, you know, Kathy at runner's world, she always said, this is when you're grumpy, you need calories. Yeah. When you're sad, you need salt. You know, and that's I never heard I mean, the second part. I've heard the group yeah, before, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. When you're emotional or sad, yeah. you know, or crying or whatever, like it, a lot of times it's electrolytes. But yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I'm sure. I'm sure it has something to do with you know we're we're still working our bodies, but not just putting enough calories in to to fuel our brain to keep us in a a good mental space. I guess. Yeah. And, and for my situation, thinking back, if I'd have just sat down for a good while and I don't know, I probably might've come out of it, but well, you know, anyway, it's, it's just some yeah. of those things that we deal with and you just got to try to troubleshoot. And, and when you're in it, it's hard. It's really hard when you're in yeah. it, you know, to get out of it, you know? Yeah. And you know, like before my, my grumpiness, which we didn't discuss, but like, uh, I was having these like wild hallucinations and, and I was like, having the time of my life with it because really, yeah, it, it's the first time I really have ever like hallucinated, like uh, hardcore. I mean, at Wasatch 100, like I thought I saw a person standing there, but so did my pacer. <laughs> so like <laughs> okay. either it was like <laughs> Victor Brown, like, yeah, bless his heart, like, yeah, he was like, yeah, I'm running 40 miles with you. He didn't know he was going to walk 40 miles with me. <laughs> and so I think he was having hallucinations too, but, but anyways, you know, I, I know. I don't, I don't know about that one, but yeah. So like when I was out on the, 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 um, I was at Highlands Trail, the OHD, I, so starting, it kind of was, um, night two. So night one, I was good. And that's kind of your normal hundred mile thing. You know, yeah. like I, I don't hallucinate in my brain. I usually eat pretty well. Like I don't have a lot of stomach issues and I know you've had some kind of stomach issues of, of late, yeah. which makes it hard to eat, but, yeah, yeah. um, you know, so like, but night two, like I started verbalizing everything because like I knew it was fake, but I, I clearly saw them with my eyes. Like my, my subconscious was like putting all these images, you know? So like at first it was like the first thing I, I think I saw, I saw a tiny toaster and a little toast popped out. Like, it's, like it was like, <laughs> one cross on the, yeah. And the toast popped out. And then I saw like a tiny oven and then the oven door opened, you know? So there was a lot of like movement with my hallucinations. I saw like wine glasses and silverware. You just um, needed food and a drink, man. <laughs> I know, right? Toasting toast wine. Somewhere nice eating something and drinking something. Yeah. Well, clearly. So, and it gets even more food oriented too. Um, so like a little bit later, I saw, um, I saw the pepperoni on the trail and I was like, there's a pepperoni on the trail. And then I was like, Oh, there's, 
more pepperonis. And I was like, oh my gosh, there are pepperonis everywhere. And I looked up to like, you know, like say something to my pacer and like the leaves were all pepperonis and there's just like pepperonis everywhere. Um, oh, man. Yeah. I don't know. I saw a car driving down the trail. Like I knew everything was fake, but I was yeah. just like very present. Like, I think the one thing that I didn't, that I actually argued with my pacer was um, <laughs> in the hurricane Creek wilderness. So middle of nowhere, there's no buildings there. I, and I was expecting to see our, our crew, you know, so we were kind of at the end of it. And I was like, I was like, Oh, I was like, there's, there's Chancel, you know, like the, the, uh, like the camp area. And I was like, and they were like, what? Like my pacer was like, what? You know, like Brian was like, what? And I was like, right there. It's like, there's a three-story building. It's, it's white <laughs> with gray trim. I was right there. And he was wow. like, walk, there's nothing there. And like, I like blinked my eyes. I'm like, no, it is right there. You know, like I can see it. And he was like, Jaywalk, that's the river. Like, and that's the creek. So I was looking at the creek, but you know, like that's one of those things where it's like, had my pacer not been there, like, had I would I have walked over to the building and like walked into the creek? Like <laughs> and something stupid would have happened. I, I don't know. Like, but I really that was the only one that I thought was real. Um, and then I think the funniest one, the the weirdest one to me, it was actually one of the last ones that I had before I got grumpy. After I got grumpy, I didn't see hallucinations anymore. Like Lost I didn't have fun. <laughs> it wasn't fun. Um, but you know, like those, like, uh, like, uh, the carnivals, like the, the, um, the Viking ship ride, you know, that like yeah. pivots and just goes back and forth, you know, kind of, you know, not a full circle, but just goes back and forth. So there was a Viking ship, <laughs> but instead of like of like a Viking head on it, it was like this big happy dog face, but like a huge happy dog face. And it had its mouth open and it was panting. It was just like, <laughs> like it was panting. And it, the, so the ride was going and this, this was like, a good like three minute long hallucination and it stayed. So like I saw it, you know, like at my two o'clock and then at my three o'clock, you know, like, and then at my, you know, like four or five, like it, so, it followed like whatever objects were there, but trees or whatever it was like <laughs> the hallucination stayed there. And my brain was still seeing that dog and the dog head was just like following me down the trail, you know, like, just watching me. That's a, that's um, a weird one. Jaywalk. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know that, that, that was, uh, I think that was the weirdest one, but I was like, so present with them. Like I was having, like, I verbalized everything. So, yeah. um, like my pacers could later tell me, you know, cause a lot of them, I actually didn't remember until they said, Oh yeah, you saw this and that. And I was like, Oh yeah, I remember that now. Like, um, you know, it's just hard to kind of remember those things in, at the moment. So, I always Sometimes. tell people, yeah, when, when I've, when I've, when I've hallucinated it, which hadn't been a whole bunch, but it's like, it's, it's, you basically, you're sleeping awake, your brain, your, you know, your brain's falling asleep while you're still moving and, and your, your interpretations of everything are just all out of whack. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I, I do remember like when towards the end of those hallucinations, I, I, I truly was like almost sleepwalking, which I've really never done, but yeah. like the trail was kind of hard to follow, but like, I remember this, like trying to watch my feet and then look up at my pacer's headlamp, you know, like to see what direction they were, because I couldn't like do both. And I would like be walking and then it would be like, like stumbling around and be like, Oh crap. You know, my pacer's over there to the right. Like I just walked straight off the trail oh, and wow. didn't realize it, but kept going, you know, yeah. like I was in such a, you know, a tired headspace that I couldn't even follow a trail or 
So I would have to like kind of stop and find the headlamp and then just walk towards the headlamp. And so I, I don't think I was on the trail for like a lot of the section. I think <laughs> I was just off the trail. <laughs> like, it, it, yeah. It was slow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and uh, it kind of makes you, I don't know, think of unsupported, you know, if you're out there by yourself, man, I guess mm-hmm. you, you got to factor in some resting or something. Cause that you that, do. And that's, that that's, that's what I, the mistake I made was just not sleeping early. You know, if I would have taken 15 minute naps or 20 minute naps, I think yeah. I would have been a lot better off. Um, you know, had I just got a little rest, you know, to just to reset the brain. Yeah. Um, but also like, and, and you've done this, I think you do a lot of races kind of unsupported yeah. without pacers. I mean, um, I think you take better care of yourself when you rely only upon yourself. Cause I've, sort of been the opposite. I've always had a pacer until the last few years. I've kind of done some stuff on my own or some bigger things on my own. Yeah. And I feel like I have a better experience when I don't have someone with me and there's no one to complain to. Like when (laughs) you're suffering, like you don't verbalize it, you know, like if you verbalize something, it becomes a lot more real. So I don't know what your thought is about that. Yeah. I, 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 um, yeah, I, I kind of I don't know I, I, when you're by yourself, you figure it out even for love it before I had a pacer because you're running through the first night when I got tired. Mm-hmm. Um, I, um, I I I was falling asleep. So I decided, well, if I'm falling asleep, running slow, I'm just going to sprint for a while and I would sprint. And that's a technical trail. Oh, and yeah, so I yeah. think the fear of like face planting, like it, it woke me up and I didn't. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, I, I, I do pretty well. Uh, I've, I have enjoyed having a pacer every now and then, but I yeah, I'm kind of. I don't know. I, th- I think I might make a little better decision sometimes by mm-hmm. myself and just push myself a little harder sometimes. I don't know. Yeah. You just don't rely on them. So you like you, you, I think you just take better care of yourself Yeah, and like you don't verbalize your suffering or your pain. And if you don't verbalize it, like you just kind of compartmentalize it. Yeah. But if you can like, I, cause I know what I do is when I'm around at somebody and I'm hurting, I, I, I audibleize it. I'm like, Oh, like, oh gosh. You know, I just, yeah. I get real like moaning, like yeah. complaining, like a, <laughs> a little kid or something, you know, like, um, and, and I know, and that just makes it worse for me. Like yeah. when I, when I'm able to like, Oh, you know, like then I'm like, Oh, finally someone can understand how bad I am hurting. Yeah. And then it just makes it feel worse that someone understands. So I, I kind of like, big efforts to maybe just do on my own, you know, like, yeah. you just, I don't know. It's so different. So I find it interesting, I guess, I guess, cause it was a different FKT attempt when you ran across Oklahoma. Um, and you actually, I mean, you had it planned where you were getting some, some sleep, you know, you know, mm-hmm. uh, planned sleep, I guess, uh, when you did the trans Oki run. Um, but, uh, I sounds like totally different experiences. Just, I mean, I mean, oh, yeah. I mean, different terrain. I mean, yeah, big efforts, but totally different. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I always feel like the, the Transoki run was a community run. Like yeah. I, I really wanted everyone to be involved, you know, yeah. and you know, I had the tracker and I made a big deal of it kind of, you know, like, and, and I wanted everyone to go on the journey across you know, our home state, you know, of Oklahoma, like that, I, I wanted that to just be the experience, yeah. you know, for, you know, the, the Ozark Highlands trail, like that was more of a personal journey, you know, of yeah. like me and, and trace versus the mountain and the trail and uh, this, you know, time that someone else had done it in, you know? Yeah. So 
it was definitely, you know, the, I think the OHT was more for myself, you know? Yeah. Um, whereas like the run across Oklahoma was, uh, I don't know. I just wanted to, I wanted to bring everyone in to feel like they, they did it, you know? Um, yeah. I can, I can definitely see that. You know, I can, I can definitely see that different aspect of it for sure. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's cool. Well, man. So, um, we got to talk about Barkley because, um, yeah. you know, a lot of ever since the Netflix thing came for Barkley marathons, you know, I have a lot of people, Hey, you doing that ever think about doing that crazy race with the old geezer who smokes a cigarette. And I was like, I was like yeah. <laughs> so, so you went out and did the Barkley fall classic and dude, it looks, I mean, I see pictures. <laughs> yeah. It looks rough, man. How, so how was the fall classic, man? Tell me about your experience with that. Yeah. So, um, you know, I, I like doing tougher things, you know, and that's certainly one of, you know, so Barkley marathon in general is like one of the toughest, you yeah. know, obscure race out there. Right. Yeah. Um, and there's a part of me that is like, that that really speaks to you know like a a large part of me and you know getting getting ahead of myself here away from the the fall classic but i want to run i want to try to i want to attempt barkley Um, so that was so that's really the motivation for me to do the fall classic yeah um to get some experience out there on the course um and you know the the actual winner of the fall classic gets an auto entry into the Barkley marathon. Yeah. Um, now, you know, at the time I trained almost exclusively in Kansas so where there's no single <laughs> yes. track trails really within yeah. two hours and not a hill within yeah anywhere. <laughs> so, um, you know, it was a lot of treadmill work, which is a lot different than getting out in a trail and, you know, like, yeah. um, you know, so I didn't have any, um, real goal of, of being super competitive in it. I just wanted the experience and yeah, yeah dude, it, it's, it's as wild as like you, as you see in the documentary, you know, like, I mean, the classic climbs like rat jaw and, you know, meth lab and testicle spectacle, like those all suck. And they're, <laughs> they look like they, suck, they, they do. And because like I was, you know, being competitive for the first, you know, 28 miles. <laughs> so it's air, an air quote 50 K, you know, measured yeah. in last miles. Yeah. Um, which in reality, when I went back and plotted it in Cal, Cal Topo, um, yeah. it was over 38 miles long um, and had almost 14,000 feet of gain. Holy um, crap, dude. In Tennessee. <laughs> like, you don't, I know. Right. Yeah. You don't, you just don't think of that being that hilly out there. But even like, you know, so the, the Fall Classic uses a mix of trails and off trail. Um, I would say probably three quarters of it is on trail. Okay. Um, so, you know, like if you're fit, you can do well on those. Um, but like the first time we went up, um, rat jaw, which is the classic climb. Um, it, it's a lot different than in the, in the movie, because like, I mean, in the documentary, because in the documentary, every, there's nothing green, you know, and you can see them walking up the hill. Well, this is in September, the fall yeah. classic. So everything is super green. And so what we do, and I still have scars. So this was a couple months ago now or whatever, yeah. like four, two months ago. I don't know. Um, I still have scars all over my shoulders from crawling through the briars. So it's not like 
like the, you know, like the documentary shows you walking through it. Like when yeah. you're one of the first, you know, 50 people up rat jaw, you're yeah. literally bear crawling underneath the briars. Cause that's the only way you can get through it. Holy and God. yeah. So like every, you know, like maybe, you know, 30 to 50 feet, there's like a little opening. So you pop your head out and you're like, Oh, you like stretch up. But, and then when you go back down, you know, like the, the kind of the rule is you break a little bit of the trail. So you try to untangle some of the briar. So we all, you know, I mean, the smart people have like leather gloves on, cause I don't know how you do it without that. Yeah. Um, but you know, you kind of tear a little bit and then when it gets thick, you, you go back under and you tunnel again. Um, and you know, so it's just like, that was one thing, like I've trained for ultras for a lot of, <laughs> a lot of years and run, you know, 50 plus ultras. I've never thought, I wish I would have worked on bear crawls in my training. <laughs> yeah, no As a coach, like, you do some yeah. bear crawl. What the hell? <laughs> in the middle of your long run, let's yeah. do a quarter mile bear crawl. Um, yeah. So, the, you know, I mean, it's just like, but that's like, that's Barkley, you know, yeah, it's just yeah, like yeah. the most stupidest thing. And then the, for the first time ever this year, it rained during the fall classic. Um, and it's, it's never rained during the fall classic. And you, when you got, you know, like, I think altogether there are 400 people that started it and less than a hundred people that finished. Wow. Um, you know, so the finisher rate's pretty, pretty low, but it's not Barkley yeah, yeah. marathon low, <laughs> you know? Um, but he was disappointed. I think it was somewhere like 25% and he was thinking it'd be under 20 or something. Like he wanted it. Lad, to be yeah. 20. yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. He wants to push people. Um, but, uh, you know, so like the, I mean, you were, they, the, some of the, like, um, coming down um, meth lab and, and testicle spectacle, like they, it was like butter. Like, I mean, it was so slippery. Like you, you're literally like sliding down. And then, you know, like when you go down, um, uh, is it meth lab? You have to turn around and go back up. No, it's testicle. I can't remember which one it is now, but um, you know, you have to turn around and go back up and it's just like, you're grabbing onto briars to try to hold on to go up the, you know, like, and yeah. these are all off trail. These like main ones, you know, they're really, they're power line cuts. Yeah. Um, so there's no trees, but that's why the briars grow so thick in those is it's <laughs> like, there's no, nothing above it to, to stop the briars from becoming massive. But yeah, it, it, I mean, it was a heck of experience. It, yeah. it was everything I wanted and then even more because it rained and made it really crappy <laughs> <laughs> well and then I've, I've seen uh pictures of of people's legs after and they're just shredded from the briars and, and everything else and yeah yeah I, yeah people ask are you have any desire to do that and i'm like i'm not there yet man i'm just, yeah. I'm just not there with you. <laughs> well you know you, you know people have been asking me for a long time too the same same way i mean any like yeah. real ultra runner not real ultra but any ultra runner like if you've gone to that, you know, you've been on Netflix and watched a documentary like that. Yeah. I get that question so much. Yeah. And I, it's been on my radar, I would say for six or seven years. Um, but after doing the Ozark Highlands trail, that's when I told myself, all right, I'm ready to start figuring out the process, you know, cause yeah, the yeah. process is a secret, right? Like yeah. no one knows how there's no like, you know, you don't sign up for it. You have to like figure out who to talk to, to send an email to, to whatever, you know, like get an address. Big, to, yeah, yeah. To, <laughs> and a lot of them are dead. you like, you'll send something and you never get a response back. You know, like they send you fake, fake emails, fake email address. So you send an email, they'll give you a fake postal address, you know, that like, and yeah. you know, so it's just like this, like, 
understood thing, you know, if you know the process and you never really share it, you know, or you share little bits and pieces. So you have to put it together over years of, of trying, or you could get into the bucket full classic and win it. So, <laughs> so maybe that's my, my plan for next year is to, uh, you know, try to do well. I, I got back in, I put in for the lottery and I got in on the first round this year. So nice. Good. I'm, good. I'm back for year two. All right. Well, uh, so what, 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 what are you going to do different? Gloves? Or, uh, I did do gloves. Just, you know, um, gloves. Okay, all right. I, I actually think I, I didn't wear, so I just wear some short tights yeah. um, and a tank top, uh, like a, a singlet. Yeah. Um, mostly just to kind of rep my boys in, in Wichita where I was living. Like we only had singlets and I was like, ah, spirit. Like I was, and I tore it up. It's so tore it up. There's holes <laughs> in it and my shorts, like, uh, dude, yeah. Ruined my socks, you know? So I wear tall socks at least, but, um, yeah. So d- do different, um, well, a live in the mountains. So I check, yeah. I do that now. <laughs> so yeah, I can yeah, actually train, that's a train plus. for the elevation game. Yeah. Um, then B I probably will wear something a little, um, uh, you know, maybe arm sleeves or something just to give my, my skin just a little break. Um, yeah. I think, you know, like the first time going up the hills, like when you first get the cut, it's like, eh, you know, that, yeah, it's a little scratch, you know, like, ouch, you know, it hurts. Yeah. But when you recut cuts, that's what got painful, you know, like when yeah. we had to go back up rat jaws a second time and rat jaws, notoriously thick briar, you know, one. So we had to do rat jaw twice. And, and the second time we went up, it just, it hurt so bad, you know, yeah. like they were already like, you know, wounds and then you're, ripping a wound open, you know? Um, so maybe just wearing a little more clothing, um, would be a little bit smarter of a, yeah. of a choice. I tried to be a little, you know, tough with it and, you know, and I, I paid the price. My, my scars are still there. So yeah. For the fall classic, are, are there, is there any navigating or is it mainly, you know, he, he there is navigating. Um, okay. so, uh, the course is only marked at the major turns. Um, you know, so there's maybe, I don't know, maybe five or six signs I saw that pointed, you know, turn here, you know, yeah. and didn't say anything. It just is a big arrow, you know? <laughs> um, so he gives you the map, um, at packet pickup. So, you know, I went the night before, so I could start yeah. studying the map or the afternoon before. Um, and what I did was I studied the course map. So I, I did a lot of research before and I kind of roughly knew where things were. So I kind of, I looked at a lot of, um, you know, topography maps. I looked at the, the, the park map and kind of got a lay of the land. Um, so I knew that I knew the core, I knew the, um, the, the park very well. Um, so I just had to wait for the map. So once he gave me the map, I just had to overlay, you know, the, the map tells you the directions to go, you know, but it doesn't tell you, you know, what trail, or it doesn't give you a lot of details. It just gives you arrows on the map. Okay. So I just laid that map onto the map in my head Yeah. and it took about two hours, but I had it fully memorized. So I didn't have to pull out my map. You know, he asked you to bring a compass and a map, you know, to carry your map with you, which I did carry my map and I carried a compass too, but, um, I didn't pull the map out once I knew where I was going. I knew, cause I just knew, the topography, I knew the the ridges, you know, I knew the valleys, yeah. I knew the roads, I knew the trails. And then, yeah. So, and you hadn't been there at all before, right? I hadn't been there. That's pretty all. good, yeah. man. That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so I, you know, and, and yes, yeah, I'm doing the fall classic because I want to try to, you know, get into the Barclay marathon, you know? Yeah. So I'm started my research and yeah, trust me, I've, 
I've gone down dead ends, you know, trying <laughs> to figure out the entry process. And, um, I have, I've had a little success, you know, I, I've, you know, I, I know some of the process. I'll say. Yeah. And got you, so got you. that's, that's a, that's a big part of the battle. Um, I'm, I might be taking a trip out in December. We'll see. I have, I have a couple of buddies that are going out there to just spend time on the course. Um, and I would really actually like to, to go out there, but it's only, it's like a few days after a 50 mile race I'm doing. So yeah, I, I won't be in very good shape <laughs> physically. Yeah. But yeah. that's like perfect Barkley training, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just go there and beat yourself up some more. dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. No, that's cool, dude. I'm rooting for you, dude. I hope you get in, uh, you know, um, and, and I mean that in a good way. I was like, hope you get in sucker. No, no, it'll be, and, and, uh, you know, you're, you're the kind of, I don't know, you're the kind of guy that's going to get out there and, 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 and do your best and give it your all. So, uh, anyway, yeah, yeah, definitely I, I, rooting for you, man. It's something that I've <clears throat> felt just like you, you know, I, I waited till I felt ready to take yeah. it on before I even attempted to <clears throat> go through the process of trying to figure it out. Yeah. So, so yeah, I feel like I, you know, it, I got the, you know, the mental fortitude, I think with all the stuff I've done over the years. And that's really what it takes, you know, like yeah. it's not the best athletes that go out there and, you know, do a loop or, or a fun run or even, you know, a finisher, you know, it's, 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 it's the people that can suffer and it's the people that can, do well with sleep deprivation, you know? Yeah. So that's a part of the, the, uh, the OHT, my 60 hour limit yeah. is Barkley has a 60 hour limit. Uh, so I okay. wanted to know what it was like to go, you know, if I didn't make it in time, I wanted to go 60 hours. Yeah. Um, you know, so, so I've been doing, I've been doing the physical work, the mental work, the, you know, I've been doing, doing all the stuff to, to kind of, you know, prep as much as I can. That's, that's awesome. For, for the day. Well, what's talking about do it, putting in a uh, different kind of work and, and just life changes. You I mean, you just moved and you got, mm-hmm. you, you, you moved, got all this going on. And, and so you, you did a post and I told you, I was gonna ask you about this, but um, you know, you just decided at, uh, at some point to, to, to not to quit drinking alcohol. Um, mm. And it didn't sound like you're, you know, alcoholic or anything, just, just, no. just, you know, just, just decided that it was something you were going to get, going to give up and give it a shot. And it sounds like it made a, like a pretty, pretty big difference in your, in your body. And, 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 and I don't know, maybe mentally too, but, uh, you can talk, speak to that, but yeah. What, yeah what made you so, make the decision? Yeah. I mean, it, it kind of started as an accident, you know, when I, I came, um, th- this summer, um, early summer and I did a race in Silverton and, um, and then I'm volunteering at hard rock the next weekend. <clears throat> so, and typically like, and yeah, I wasn't an alcoholic. I mean, I do have some alcoholic tendencies that kind of run in the family, you know, and yeah. I definitely enjoyed a drink or two every night, you know? So like it, it could have been there if like, I maybe was not in the right mind space, you know, like, yeah. Oh, you know, I'll just have an extra drink tonight, you know? Yeah. And, and I've kind of done that once in my life where I kind of was almost a borderline alcoholic, you know, like when I lived in Oregon, I, was dealing with a lot of stuff mentally. So like, you know, that was like a crutch for me, you know, it's yeah. like, Oh, kind of numb the mind and numb the body. And, um, you know, so I, I sort of know, you know, I sort of know my, my body and my, my kind of boundaries there. But so when I was in Colorado, like when I met elevation, you know, so I was out at hard rock, I was in Silverton, you know, like playing in the San Juans and, you know, pretty much everything is like 9,000 feet or above, you know? So I was camping at, you know, 11,000. I camped at like 
12,000 one night, you know, and that makes your body not feel good anyway. So when I drink anything, if I have a beer, you know, or have whiskey or whatever, like it makes me feel disgusting, you know? So, so I went like 10 days, you know, I took a long, long trip up to the San Juan's and some of it was kind of like my feeler out of like, I think I want to move to Colorado, you know, cause I knew I wanted to move to the mountains, but I didn't know if I wanted to come back to Colorado cause I'd already lived. I lived, spent seven years in Denver many years ago for work. Yeah. So I wasn't sure I wanted to come back to Colorado, but I knew I wasn't going to be front range, you know, it'd be a mountain town somewhere. But, but anyway, so I just did, you know, 10 days and like, I kind of got over that hump of like, relying on it to relax in the evening, you know, cause that's like what I did it. You know, I, I, I liked it, you know, I mean, beer yeah. tastes good to me, you know, I love, love good quality, you know, microbrews or whatever. But like when I came back, I was just like, I feel really good not drinking, you know? Yeah. And, you know, so I was like, well, I'll just continue it. And I didn't have any like alcohol in my fridge. I was like, all right. I was like, you know, like, I, I like it. So I made a deal with myself. I was like, just don't keep any alcohol in the house. Yeah. You know, like if a friend wants to go out and get a beer or, you know, do something, you know, like, so I decided, okay, just socially I'll have a drink, you know? Yeah. Um, and that, and that's where I'm at now, you know, like we have a group round on Wednesdays. So I have one beer pretty much a week, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's made a big difference. Like, so right away. Yeah. The post was, I think in two months I lost like 16 pounds or 14 pounds or something. Yeah. You're not a and big dude either. No, 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 no. And I, you know, I don't, I didn't, well, I didn't think I had that much weight to lose, but you know, that, that was the thing that, you know, um, it was the only variable. It's not like I changed my training, you yeah. know, and I started losing all the weight before I moved up here, you know, before I moved to Colorado. So it pretty much was, I think just in Wichita, um, you know, I didn't change my diet. You know, if anything, I ate a little bit more and maybe that like sped, sped up my metabolism, you know, for kind of my increased training load. But like, you know, I, I really didn't change anything, but cutting out the alcohol. Well, okay. And ranch dressing. I, I would put ranch dressing on my pizza. <laughs> so I, I cut that out too. <laughs> you that. You know, that, that's some 50 calories right there. That's some but, good man, calories though. It tastes so good on pizza. But so I, I don't, I don't do ranch dressing and I don't really I actually have a couple of whiskeys. I got one from Barkley. Um, the, uh, the, the, uh, rushy head penitentiary is now a distillery. Oh, so really? I bought a bottle of whiskey just for special occasions. So yeah. I do have, I do have some whiskey at the house, but it's, it's a rare occasion that I, you know, yeah. want to drink it. Cause I just, you know, I, all that being said, like I feel a little bit sharper without yeah. it. Um, I sleep more soundly. Like, I think I would go to sleep easier, you know, when I'd have a drink, but I wake up at two when your body's metabolizing that alcohol, you know, yeah. and roll around and then just not get great sleep after that. And, you know, I, I, and I, on average, I do get good sleep, but it's just a little bit better. And yeah, like being an athlete, like I feel like those little things you could do, you know, like yeah. the foam rolling, the stretching, the getting better sleep, cutting out the crap, you know, like it just makes a difference, you know? Yeah. No, I, I just thought that was pretty interesting, you know, and, 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 um, I don't know. I, you know, and some people, I don't know, some people drink a lot and it then it doesn't bother them, but you know, yeah. but like you said, if you, it's, it's those changes, ranch dressing, you know, I don't know, it's like whatever, <laughs> yeah. you know, like, Hey, let me just try not to do this for a little bit and see what happens, you know? Yeah. Because there, there, there's so much to, to what we do and it's so much to life, you know? And, and I don't know, sometimes I think we can, I think if we really looked, there's a lot of things we do that 
hurt ourselves that that hurt ourselves or bring our quality of life down and we don't even realize it you know yeah just little tweaks that we can make that make a huge difference and uh i don't know that, that, it's cool um you know cool, yeah. cool deal. you do, do you feel like you're running uh you know with the weight lost um do you feel like you know your running's more efficient you feel a little bit better uh I, I do, but of course I just moved to the mountains, you know, yeah, kind of yeah, during that transition. So like in living at 7,000 feet, like all of a sudden, like my body's working so much harder. So yeah. I, I can't say that I know. I mean, I noticed a difference, I think, as I was happening there, but yeah. just moving here, you know, like, uh, I think my body's been dealing with enough of, yeah. you know, I mean, literally when I was running in Wichita, I would run 80 miles a week you know, and I would get 300 feet of gain of elevation gain, <laughs> so 300, almost like Tulsa, but maybe that's yeah, worse, but, but, but worse. Yeah. yeah. And that was like trying, like, you know, I do some big piece of a bridge or something that, no, I was kind of joking, but that's you crazy. know, here I moved here and I was getting like 10 to 15,000 a game per week, like that's just right away, huge, you know, man. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I, I think, you know, like, I think in the long term it's going to make a difference for sure, you know. And I haven't done um, you know, since this summer. I mean, I did a 50k, you know, a couple months ago. Meh, yeah, I guess. Um, and historically I haven't done well in mountain races, um, just living in the plains, you know, yeah. um, pretty I'm much my 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 whole time. Yeah, you know. I'm with you. <laughs> um, you know, I I struggle. So I, I kind of had my first tester, you know, of um, I had, I did a 50 K in Colorado Springs. So, you know, it, yeah. it was still like 6,300 feet. Um, but it was like a, you know, it was Palmer park. So it was kind of flatter, you know, but it still had like 4,000 feet of gain or something in a 50 K, Yeah, you know, so for here, that's flat, you know, yeah. <laughs> like that's yeah. a flat 50 K. <laughs> um, but I did, I did, um, I, I got third place, you know, yeah. so I did like 450 or something. And I, I was really thrilled with that just because, Historically, I don't do well, you know, yeah. coming to the mountains and doing races. So I know the changes, you know, all the little changes that I'm making and living here are, are making a difference. So I'm excited. I have a, I'm going down to Phoenix, um, to, uh, take a stab at a, a desert race in a couple wow. of weeks. Which, which one are you um, doing? I'm doing a McDowell mountain frenzy. So it's the same. It uses a lot of the same course as Javelina that just okay. happened. Um, but they, throw in, I can't remember. It's like Thompson or mountain or something. There's some peak you run up. So it's like pretty flat, you know, kind of rolling stuff out like the deserts have, you know, and then they send you up this, this one peak and it's like 2000 feet of gain in like two miles. Like oh wow! It, it, yeah. It, I, most people just have to kind of hike it, you know, like it's pretty steep. Um, and it's like old, it's like the, there's a road up it. So it's pavement too. So huh. it's not like you're on soft trail. So gotcha. it just kind of, it kind of sucks. But, um, so that's like the big climb and then you're like kind of slightly downhill to the finish. So, so I'm kind of curious to see, you know, what I can, how, how I do, you know, uh, a few months in now with a, with the 50 mile race. Nice. I'm excited nice. for it. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, well, that was my next question. What's next? What's, what's going on? Yeah. yeah, no, that's, 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 that's pretty awesome, man. And, uh, you got any other, any other races on the calendar besides Barkley? Well, yeah. Besides Barkley, whenever that, you know, well, September is, is the fall classic. Yeah. So that actually, it, it, the, the other thing too, is I actually hired a coach for myself. Okay. Um, yes. Yeah, so I finally, finally took that. I've always had a hard time 
being a coach, like paying someone else to tell me things that I know to do, but sometimes I don't do. Um, so, so I finally made the plunge and hired myself a a coach. I really respect, um, uh, Matt, Matt Daniels, if you know. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've had Matt on the podcast. I met him at Western States, uh, right before the race, we hung out together. Yeah. Yeah. So he's a, he's a Colorado, Colorado boy as well. So awesome, dude. That's um, cool. So, so anyways, um, I, I told him like my, my a race next year is the fall classic. Like, yeah, that's, that's my, like, you know, I I'm still trying to figure out the, you know, the, the, the last way around to get in, but I'm also putting, you know, my eggs in one basket and, you know, try to hopefully win my way in. Um, yeah. so, but, but other than that, um, I mean, I put in for hard rock and I'm going to put in, you know, and I'll actually know hard rock, the pool is when I'm actually doing the 50 mile race. So nice. I, I, when I finish, I'll like pull out my phone and be like, did I get in? Did I get in? But, and then high lonesome, I'm going to put in for that lottery if I don't get into hard rock. Um, and then I don't, I got a couple other kind of B plans, but I want to do a summer 100 so I can focus on Barkley in the fall. Yeah. And then again, Barkley related, um, there's a, I don't know if you've heard of the human potential series. Yeah. There's yeah. a bunch of Colorado races and they did one in Arkansas, the Bible race, but um, they do a race called Niawatch challenge. And have you, have you heard of it? I've heard of it. Yeah. It's okay. kind of like, kind of like a Barkley for Colorado. Yeah. Yeah. It's the Barkley of the West is, yeah. is what they, what they call it, but it's, you know, I, I think it's technically harder than Barkley. Um, it has, um, it's, oh, what is, I think the 50 mile has like, oh, what did he, I think John said it's like 40,000 feet of gain yeah, or something like it's stupid. completely absurd. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so anyways, I, I'm going to put in for that. That's a, a kind of lottery type system. I think he, you have to put in a resume, yeah. like, you know, he, he decides, you know, the race director decides who, who he wants in it. So, so anyways, I'm, I'm a, that's kind of my, my spring race. That's, that's in April. Okay. Um, so it could still be pretty crappy and cold and snowy, um, yeah. in the mountains here in April. Um, so that's kind of my three, you know, my three kind of targets for the yeah. year and I'll, I'll sprinkle in other races as kind of training, training races, you know, 50 K 50 mile type distances, but kind of awesome. getting, getting ready for those. But a lot of it depends on, you know, I got a couple of tickets for hard rock now. So, yeah. you know, I, that's still a tiny chance of me actually getting into that. And then, you know, high lonesome is blown up, but that's like a local race here, you know, which is yeah. just a beautiful race in the collegiate peak. So, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping so to get that's, well, that's good, man. That's, that's, uh, I'm, I'm hoping to get out to Colorado during the summer and do some, uh, do some training and stuff. I'll, I might uh, hit you up and, you know, yeah. point me in the right direction for some trails, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'd love to share some miles with you up here. Show, show you Salina and, um, yeah, go play in the mountains, dude. That's, that's like, I, I, I love it here. So I'm, I'm happy to host anyone and, and, and show you, show you the trails around here. Awesome. Awesome. Well, man, I'll be, um, Hey, I'll be rooting for you. I hope you get into hard rock and get to do, you know, all, both the Barclays. I know you get fall classic, but I hope you, you know, get in. Yeah. I'll, I'll be, I'll be rooting for you, brother. And, yeah, uh, thanks man. Yeah. And I hope to uh, let, you know, let me know next time you, you're coming back home and, uh, I'll let you know if I'm heading that way, man. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. Would sure. love to share some miles with you for real. Heck yeah. All right, okay, brother. man. You take care. It's always man. a pleasure. Yeah, yeah. Take care. See you, man.